Welcome to the State Insurance Cares Podcast. Welcome to the State Insurance Cares Podcast. I'm Gail Langner. I'm the Agency Director at State Insurance USA. And what we did is we started State Insurance Cares a number of years ago with the intent of donating to a different local nonprofit every month. And today we have the Dr. Piper Center as our guest today. We have Melissa Bonner, who is the CEO and Executive Director. And we have Irvine Bordeaux, who is the Development Director um, on with us today. And um, Thank you so much, ladies, for for joining us and the Dr. Piper Center. Oh, my gracious. So I have heard about the Dr. Piper Center for a very long time. However, I really did not know who Dr. Piper was or what the Dr. Piper Center did. So when uh, we had uh, the Fort Myers Beach Chamber had a coffee connection at your location and I learned all about it and I just went came back to Blake Chapman, our owner, and said, oh my gracious, this just absolutely has to be our next donation that we do because Dr. Piper's birthday was in March. And so that's um, that's when we decided to, to donate in her honor. So Melissa, could you please just tell our, our listeners what the Dr. Piper Center is and what you do? Yes. Uh, first, I want to thank you, Gail, for inviting us to participate on your podcast today. Um, so just to share a little bit about the Dr. Piper Center, um, the Dr. Piper Center is a nonprofit social services organization, um, and we provide multiple services and programs for indi- individuals 55 and older um, and children with special needs. And our agency is the living legacy of Dr. Ella Mae Piper, Um, who was a visionary, a philanthropist, and an entrepreneur um, in the early 1900s. So she was a black woman who moved to Fort Myers in 1915. Um, She opened the first beauty parlor. She was a foot doctor. She had famous clients like Mrs. Edison and Mrs. Ford. Um, And her passion was giving back to the community, um, specifically to individuals with disabilities, um, the elderly, and special needs children. Um, So when Dr. Piper passed away in the 1950s, she gifted her assets to the city of Fort Myers with the stipulation that they be used to serve um, the underprivileged underprivileged population, so the seniors and at-risk children. Um, And so our agency actually started in the 70s Um, by a group of citizens who approached the city about um, starting a neighborhood center, which they called the the Dr. Piper Center. Um, So since then, we've grown to um, have five major programs. And all of our programs do focus on serving the elderly and special needs children in the community. Well, I, I know that I was absolutely flabbergasted when I heard everything that you do. Could you explain um, about the um, the grandparent program, how that works? Yep. So um, the Dr. Piper Center, we're the local sponsor um, through AmeriCorps Seniors um, for several programs, one of which is the Foster Grandparent Program. So this program offers volunteer opportunities for low-income seniors 55 and older Um, and they provide um, one-on-one mentoring and tutoring to 
special needs children in the school setting. So the volunteers will go into the school um, and they'll work with the same teacher every day through the whole school year. Um, they provide uh, mentoring, they'll sit with the children and um, help them with their homework, with math, they'll do reading. They're really impacting the entire classroom, but they'll have about four students that they're actually working with. Um, and because the volunteers are low income, they do receive a stipend and mileage reimbursement um, to cover the cost of volunteering. So not only are we impacting the children, um, but our volunteers also are receiving a little bit of financial assistance um, to assist them. And then we know that volunteering um, improves your, your health, you're happier, you're more connected to your community. So it's really a win-win for the children and the seniors involved. Um, and so typically like the children that, that we work with, um, they're selected by the teacher, but they may have learning disabilities. Um, they can be youth in foster care. Um, they can have a parent who's incarcerated or um, young parents. And so they just need extra support and guidance. They may not have um, the attention of like a grand grandparent figure at home. Um, and so because our volunteers go into the classroom every day, all year, they really develop that rapport with the kids and they're really able to help guide and mentor them. Well, that certainly is a win-win. You're yeah. exactly right. It, it helps the child and it have, helps the uh, the senior as well. What are some of the other programs that you do too? I was, like I said, I was um, just flabbergasted when I heard all that you're doing for the community. So another program we have is our Senior Companion Program. And this program's always been important, but I think with COVID and the isolation, um, it's even that much more important in our community. Um, again, this is an AmeriCorps senior program. Um, so our volunteers are low income, 55 and older seniors, and they provide companionship to frail homebound elderly. So um, they'll go into their home, they'll you know sit with them and talk, and they'll take them grocery shopping, they'll take them to their medical appointments to get their hair done. So it's the companionship and transportation. Um, and the purpose of the program is to keep these seniors in their homes, right? To prevent them from going into facilities. And so it's providing that extra support and companionship that they need. Um, and again, our volunteers, because they meet that low income criteria, they do receive a stipend and mileage reimbursement. And there's no cost for our clients. Um, and with both of our programs, we're in six counties. So, and you know, we're in our senior companion, we're serving over 700 clients. Um, so, you know, we're really able to touch a lot of individuals in our community who need that help. You certainly are. Um, Melissa, would you tell our listeners, when Blake and Beth and I came um, to give you um, your check, you were talking about um, your, what you do at Christmas time. Yeah, so our annual Christmas celebration, I think that, you know, this is one of the most significant events that we hold um, because Dr. Piper and her mother started this event in 1915. So where children in the Dunbar community um, came to her residence on Christmas Day and they were able to receive gifts and food. 
So we've continued that legacy for Dr. Piper. And this year will be our 107th annual Christmas celebration. So this event's gone on uninterrupted since Dr. Piper and her mom started this event in 1915. And so we work with a lot of community partners that will um, sponsor our event. They'll provide um, donations through Christmas gifts, bikes, food, and kids from the Dunbar and surrounding communities will come to our office, which is the same location where this event first started, and they're able to get Christmas gifts, um, they'll get a meal, they can participate in the bike raffle. Uh, we have Santa and Mrs. Claus present. Um, this past year, we had someone there singing with the kids, so we really tried to make it an event for these kids um, who perhaps wouldn't have the same opportunity or would be able to receive gifts if they weren't able to come to our office. So right. it's a really it's a really touching event. You know, we we have a lot of volunteers who assist. Um, last year, we had over 70 volunteers on Christmas morning who came out and they helped distribute the food and they helped distribute the gifts. They um, were at registration, working with the families. And when you see the kids not only get excited about getting a present, but also getting food and seeing Santa for the first time, um, you know, it, it really does impact you as much as the kids are being impacted by this this event. I can see why that would be so moving. You said the bike raffle. Now I know that you explained to us what that means, but for our listeners, could you explain the need for the bikes donations? Yes. Yep. So um, we we generally anticipate or have between three and four hundred kids um, come to our event on Christmas morning. And so with the toys, a lot of agencies in the community will have toy collection boxes. So we've had um, different banks and local businesses and they'll collect toys and they'll drop them off at the center so we can, we can distribute them. Um, we also do a bike raffle. And so we do have some community partners like um, Ace Hardware. They donated bikes to us. We've had other individuals donate bikes. Um, but because we generally don't have enough bikes for every child who's present to receive one, we have to do a raffle. And, you know, we, we're happy that we're able to give the individuals who win a bike, you know, a bike. But for a little kid, the concept of a raffle, you know, they don't really understand it. So they see these bikes and at the end when their name isn't called, you know, that's really can be very disappointing for a kid on Christmas morning to be just waiting to get this bike and then not be selected. Um, sure. So we really need support from our community um, who they can donate bikes to the agency that we can then raffle off to. Um, um, you know, and you think about it as a as just a bike, but we actually, you know, years ago we were able to to donate our a, a child won a, a bike to our raffle, who then later got a job with that bike and then was able to go to college afterwards. So it's, wow. you know, it's more than just a bike. It's really sure. Yeah. Um, well, so let's let's talk about that. So if someone wants to volunteer with you or if someone wants to donate, how do how do they go about doing that? So we um, always need volunteers. 
um, for all of our programs, our foster grandparent, senior companion. We also have a transportation program, our um, Faith in Action Transportation. Um, so if anyone's interested in learning more about volunteering, they can visit our website at www.drpipercenter.org. Um, we have all of our programs listed on there, and there's an inquiry form that individuals can fill out, and then someone will contact them immediately and get more information, um, help them navigate to which program may be the best for them, um, and then help them get um you know, go through orientation and get registered to start. Um, we also, I mean, we have, people can also go to our website to donate. Um, so we always need donations to help support our programs. We are a United Way partner. We get funding through AmeriCorps, um, but we always need additional funding to help support and expand our programs. Um, and our Christmas event, is also listed on our website. So if someone's interested in donating or being a toy collection site, sponsoring our event, they can go onto our website. They can also reach out to Irvine, our development director, um, so she can help with volunteers or any anything with our special events. Um, and we do have an upcoming event in August. It's our Granny Get Down Cooked Food Competition. So our volunteers who are 55 and older um, they'll cook food that will be judged by local celebrities to include Norman Love, Mary Anderson, um, and then we'll select a winner, but then individuals from the community get to come and taste all of the food that our seniors are preparing. Um, and this event is um, right around National Senior Citizen Day. So not only are we raising money to support our programs, but we're also promoting our seniors and the needs for our community to recognize the seniors. Mm -hmm. Where will that be held? That will be held at Marion Hall, um, which is on the same campus as Bishop Burrow High School. Okay, all right. And, and that's then before on August 20th. Sorry. August 20th. No, that's all right. Thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, would you also, before we go, um, is there not a cafe? at the um at the luminary is there right yes, there is and actually um <clears throat> the luminary has been great in partnering with us so um the luminary hotel downtown they have a diner called ella may's diner um, and that diner is actually named after dr ella may piper so if anyone's interested they can go to the diner they can have breakfast or lunch um, there's pictures of Dr. Piper, um, there's a life-size cutout that you can take pictures and hashtag and post, um, and then on the menu, there's a QR code that people can refer back to our website to get more information about Dr. Piper. So it's really great that they recognized her and continued her legacy through the luminary as well. I'm sure she would be thrilled. For sure. And I know with, with the work that you're doing in the community, Irving and Melissa, that she would be she would be so honored and so happy that you're continuing on her legacy for sure. So thank you. Yes. Well, thank you for joining us today. We really appreciate it. And for our listeners, if, if they're if you would like to know of the other um, nonprofits in this area that are doing such amazing things, uh, you can go to our website. Um, a state insurance USA.
www.ghanaspeaks.com and see the other um, the uh, local nonprofits in this area that uh, we've donated to. So thank you so much and have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the State Insurance Cares podcast. To learn more about State Insurance USA, go to www.stateinsuranceusa.com or call 239-567-9992.